Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. I am your host, Teddy the Bear Tate. The Bear. Right. <laughs> Alongside of me, co host, Super Mike. Hey, guys. We want to remind everyone to please, if you haven't already liked our Facebook page, to please like and share our page. Get the word out. We love the support. And from there, you can watch us via live video feed on Facebook, live video. Yes. Um, so feel free to comment and ask questions from there. Um, for our listeners out there, if you want to be a part of the uh, conversation and want your voice heard, then call 718-508-9883. One more time, 718-508-9883. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, any, any, really just any interested um, football talk. Um, again, Mike and myself, we love to talk football. So, again, we'd like to hear other opinions and all that good stuff. Speaking of talking about football, Mike, we have a lot to discuss again. Oh, a lot. And I know, that, as you said before the show started up, a few, you have an article I sent you that you yeah. kind of ruffled your feathers a little bit. Oh, yeah. Ruffled, <laughs> ruffled a lot of feathers. <laughs> Not a little. So let's get to it. Yep. <clears throat> All right, guys. NFL Buzz. Let's start this NFL Buzz week, or this week's NFL Buzz, where we left off last week. Yep. Jeremy Macklin. After leaving both Buffalo and Baltimore, Macklin has come away with no deal for either team. What does this mean? A lot of people are asking that. Nothing at the moment. Macklin told both teams he's wanting to discuss the situation with his wife before making any decision. Trust me, if you're married, you know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Macklin and his wife were to be married this past weekend, and we wish them uh, from Super Mike and myself the best. Uh, best of luck, really. <clears throat> now, like I said last week, both of those teams, Buffalo and Baltimore, make sense for Macklin, but I'm sure – they won't be the only teams that will be in on the Macklin sweepstakes. Last weekend, I had also mentioned teams like the Browns, the Bears, the Cardinals, and potentially the Rams. They had some cap issues as well. Right. We, have, we will have to see who throws their hat in the ring. But, again, I still think there's going to be a little bit of a frenzy here. We've already seen two teams go at it in the first week. Macklin hasn't signed. I'm sure he's probably wanting to see who else is going to offer, how much money, et cetera. Right. And I think also another thing is what does, I guess, him and his wife both want at this point, mm-hmm. I know he might want, say, a ring. Yeah. So the Bills, the Ravens out of these teams, maybe even the Cardinals seem right. like the best fit, but it just seems you might want to just see where Well, that, the franchise How many times have we seen a, a player look at, like, schools and stuff like that for their kids just, just so they have a good education for their for their kids themselves? And right. Plus, again, that's got to be for the family as well. They've got to be comfortable uh, making that transition. So, again, I had to talk to the wife. We've got to wait and see. I mean, I know if it was my wife, she'd want the beach, so mm-hmm. – <laughs> I I know North Carolina. Oh yeah, <laughs> not because of the team, just because of the beach guys. Anyways, moving on. Macklin isn't the only receiver looking at a new home. If you guys haven't heard, the Jets have made headlines this week. They are planning to trade veteran wide receiver Eric Decker, and if a deal cannot be reached, they are planning to release Decker. Why would they tip their hand like that? Just like the Cowboys with the with Tony Romo, exactly all like over that, again. Yes. During his tenure with the Jets, Decker has, or had, okay, since he's leaving, 
163 catches for 2,183 yards and 19 touchdowns. Unfortunately, though, for Decker, he had an abysmal year last year, only playing in three games where he had nine receptions for 194 yards and two touchdowns due to a rotator cuff injury. Good news for the Jets and their fans is that with the Jets moving on from Decker, they will save $7.25 million, so seven, seven and a quarter million. Right. Um, the Baltimore Ravens have inquired about, uh, about Decker, and with the Ravens also hosting Macklin, they're sure to be a big player in making an addition to their wideout core. I mean, they're, it's obvious right. they're looking to make it better, so we're and just got to wait and see what happens. Some of the things I've solved, just reading some articles around the situation, New York tipping their hand already kind of makes Baltimore like, we're going to see how Macklin plays out before we even inquire about Decker. Right yeah. yeah, I mean, I, and again, I just – I, I'm just kind of shocked that they're letting everybody know what's going on. There. Right. And, you know, as it panned out for the Cowboys, it did not work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony Romo is now a broadcast analyst. I don't think that'll happen with Decker, but, you know, hey. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, moving on from Eric Decker. Eric yes. Decker isn't the only Jet to move on from New York this year, this offseason. Before the announcement of Eric Decker, the Jets announced that they released longtime linebacker. I was a little shocked at this, but – not until I heard the reasoning. Harris has, or had, again, past tense, had, he's not with the Jets anymore, had a total of 1,260 total tackles in 10 years of being with the Jets, which is good enough to be second most in franchise history. This move makes it obvious that the Jets are in full rebuild, rebuild mode. Excuse me. Minus their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to come out, or they have come out and said that, these recent recent roster moves are more or so they can save money. Right. Right. I do believe that, but I also do believe that they are wanting to put forth a youth movement. They didn't come out and right. say we're putting young guys in there, but I think it's a youth movement. So great article I saw this morning from Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. Their core four mm-hmm. from 2000, I can't remember the exact year, but it was Nick Mangold, Rickishaw Ferguson, mm-hmm. Darrell Rivas, and David Harris. Yeah. They were considered the core four. However, yeah. they have not performed right with an overall record of 57 and 55. Yeah, they're all getting older too now. I mean, right. And, and to, to their to their fairness, to to their defense, that's not all their fault though. Right. So, however, Remus does have a ring, just not with the Jets. Right. Of course. <laughs> and Des Bryant is now trying to get his recruiting Darrell Remus to the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yes, very, very interesting. That would be interesting. Yes, yes, it would. Now, what else, what else is kind of confusing me with the Jets is they don't say a youth movement, but that's what it's looking like. But then they go and try to get Steve Smith out of retirement. And they also have a 38-year-old starting quarterback. <laughs> right, Josh <laughs> McCown. Until one of the other two prove worthy, if they prove worthy. But, again, the Jets are making some moves. I think I do believe it is more money-related than it is youth, but because these guys are we're obviously costing them a lot right. of money. Right. So, with that being said, let's move on to another veteran linebacker that has found a new place to call home. Elvis Dumerville signs with the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, just talking about him being a free agent not too long ago. Yeah. How intriguing it is to see Dumerville reunited with John Lynch. For those of you that do not know, they played together on the Denver Broncos. John Lynch continues to add pass rushers to a defense that just helps them defense make this looks more intimidating you know it looks it's getting better right Dumerville is 33 and although he is getting he isn't getting any younger 
he still has value and will be more than likely a rotational player for the 49ers defense. I love the pickup for the Niners. Smart, effective, not to mention the, the, the add of the veteran leadership, you know, to the newly added first-round pick, Solomon Thomas and one Reuben Foster, right? And it's, it can only help them. With Absolutely. The Absolutely. Um, I, 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 I love the pickup. I said that already. It's a, it's a smart one. John Lynch already knows Elvis Doomerville. They're, they're doing some good things over in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, and just we have to always mention the moving back one pick and getting a steal <laughs> yes. in the draft. I mean, he's a, John Lynch is just making smart decision after smart decision after smart decision. Exactly. And this is one of them. Dumerville wasn't going to cost a whole lot with it. Um, See, he would be in rotation with DeForest Buckner yeah. also, yeah. which solid player. And Art Armstead. Yep. Yep. Earl Mitchell's yep. solid yep. nose tackle. I mean, they're just getting set up to try to make a quick turnaround. Yeah, and get after the quarterback, get after the running game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting some. They're getting some rushers. And like I said on this podcast before, you cannot have too many ru- uh, edge rushers on the on a football team. Right, they and love them. John Lynch doing the traditional approach. Let's build this defense first. Absolutely, and make it a menace on the league. Former classmate to former teammate. What says awesome Austin? Awesome Austin. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the end of our NFL buzz. Again, if you want to call in, 718-508-9883. Call in, talk about the NFL buzz. We're also going to be talking about the uh, New Orleans Saints in a little bit. We're going to take a little bit of a commercial break. If you want to get that tuned up there, Mike, before we go to the draft. Yeah, we'll do it now. But thanks, thanks, you guys. We'll be back here in a couple minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? 
Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, there we go. And we're back. The Bear and Super Mike took a nice little commercial break. Mike, how you feeling? You feeling refreshed? Feeling refreshed? <laughs> so, moving on from the NFL buzz, New Orleans Saints draft recap. You ready, Mike? I am ready. Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback for Ohio State, round one, pick 11. Ooh. Yes. First off, let me just say that this pick in itself at the moment is a home run. I agree, yeah. Looking at Lattimore himself, he's a freak athlete. And he is the best at his position coming into this draft. Looking at this pick from the Saints' perspective, boy, boy, oh, boy, did they mm-hmm. stick to their philosophy, which is to draft the best player available at their, you know, at their pick. And, man, did they. Not only was Lattimore the top press prospect there and the top prospect at his position, but he was also a big need for the Saints. Not to mention, this kid was on everybody's board to go in the top five. Exactly. Yep. I, think that's a, I think that's a big thing right there. Their offense has kept them in games in the past, but many times their defense just couldn't help them get the job done. As much praise as this prospect has gotten, though, he still has no easy task. He will be defending against the likes of Julio Jones, whoa, yeah. Mike Evans, and if this next guy can lose weight and get back on track, Kelvin Benjamin. Definitely not an easy task. Not any easy task, right? Right, and if you look at the secondary receivers, too, just in case they want to ease them into the position, yeah. you got Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun for Tampa. You got uh, Sanu for Atlanta. Atlanta, and you have, oh, what's his name? I can't think of his name for Carolina, but, I mean, Carolina would Curtis be. Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. You got all these guys they just brought in. Um, but the, and uh, De- uh, Devin Funches, that's another that's one. I was thinking of Funches. <laughs> But. So, again, yeah, with Lattimore, he's got a little bit of a task defending any of these guys coming into the NFC uh, South. And, yes, Lattimore has an injury-filled history, but he was usable or was able, excuse me, was able yes. to get himself healthy this last season. And in doing so, he was able to get the starting role. Last year he was able to get four interceptions and was able to break up nine passes and earn himself, earned himself, excuse me, first team all Big Ten, all in his first year of playing. Yes, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but, man, when he got that first year of experience, he knew what he was doing out there. Right. 
Sorry, I was looking something else up. That's okay. Yeah. Super Mike. Anyways, love this pick. Marshall and Lattimore going to the Saints. Again, they were looking at getting right. Malcolm Butler, too, so that's another thing. I don't think they're going to look at may, they may They may. They still may. But they still may. And how crazy that would be to get Lattimore and Butler. Right. But I, I think they're going to roll with Lattimore and what they've got right now. Right. Moving on from Lattimore, their second first-round pick via New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ryan Ramsick, offensive tackle, round one, pick 32. Drew Brees is not getting any younger. And trust me when I say they're in a win-now mode. I'm going to say that multiple times in this draft recap. And with this pick, they are looking at – or they're looking to see if they can keep Brees in the NFL longer. Could potentially help create, you know, um, bigger holes for the run game, getting a big guy like Ryan Ramsick. Though listed as a left tackle – Sean Payton, head coach, will want to get this uh, get this kid on their O-line, protect and breeze right away, and we'll probably use him at the right side because now they have um, Zach Strife at left tackle. But they will still want to, we, they will still want to get him playing time, okay? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, right. It just has a, it has a di- list of different, but this is not official, so keep going. <laughs> Looking back at Rams' yeah. collegiate career, he had decided to turn down offers from FBS and FCS schools to attend a local technical college. One of those offers he turned down was from Pittsburgh. Okay, why does this matter? Can you guess who was the head coach at Pittsburgh at the time? Wait for a couple seconds. If you guessed Paul Christ, who is now the Wisconsin Badgers head coach, then you would have guessed correctly. Interesting how everything turns goes right back around, right? After taking a year off, Ryan decided to play for his hometown school, which is the University of Wisconsin at Stevens Point. Once he decided to transfer to play for, for Chris um, at Wisconsin, um, he, had to, he had to sit out the entire 2015 season as a transfer, but he was phenomenal on the scout team from what I've heard from the, uh, the staff. Not that I talked to him, what I've read, really. <laughs> Go to last year, 2016 season, when it was time to shine, Ryan did just that. He started all games from last year, giving him first-team All-Big Ten and his Associated Press honors. After their bowl game, Ryan had to have surgery due to a hip issue. But, again, he's healthy. He's doing good now. Saints need a a lineman. They got him. At the very least, more depth on the line. But I expect him to play right away. I do, too. Mm -hmm. Moving on from from Ramchick. I think I did read something where they said pronounce that, not Ramchick. It's Ramchick. Chick. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Marcus Williams, safety, round two. He's out of Utah. Yep. Round two, pick 10. Let's start off with this. Not only did they address their defense and secondary issue in the first, they did so again in the second with the safety. I think someone might have noticed that they were the worst pass defense last year. I think Sean Payton realized that. Despite missing time during his final year, Williams in his last year was able to get 64 tackles along with five interceptions and three broken up passes. Where do you play for again? Sorry. Utah. Utah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. mind me. Just, just keep going. Got it. <laughs> Don't forget, he also put up 10 interceptions against 44 targets over the last two years. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now the Saints already have two starting safeties and Kenny Vaccaro and Von Bell. Um, the Article, awesome, awesome, I wrote about the Saints. I, I like what he said about this, too. I'm um, talking about Kenny Vaccaro and Von Bell. Um, he had a good point with this. Um, for me, Vaccaro has some 
injury concerns. Um, definitely some issues there. And Von Bell is, well, he's still developing. Not to mention, teams typically don't draft a kid this high to ride the bench and eat up cap space. That's not what they do. This will be an interesting situation to watch. Williams is a productive productive tackler, excuse me, and not only is a ball hawk, he is good at helping on, on stopping the run as well. And I expect Williams to have some sort of role to help bolster this defense that is so lacking in stopping the pass. Right, that pass, something I wanted to look up on here. Sure. I saw that Vicaro's the strong safety, Bell's the, the free, free safety. safety. Yep. Sure. And Marcus specifically played free safety mm-hmm. at Utah. So it's interesting to see someone from that championship Buckeye team yeah. is kind of in trouble on most of the starting jobs. He's only been there two years. I think Vicaro's been there three or four years. So. Right. Again, with and I think with Vaccaro, I think it's more Vaccaro, not Von Bell. There's no bias here. But again, when you've got you're riddled with injuries and stuff, and you're not playing, they want another playmaker to come right back in there to right. help help the team out. I think that's where they're coming from. Again, if Von Bell doesn't pan out, hey, he doesn't pan out, and they move on from him. that's what that's what's going to have to happen. You right, know? and that's just the business of the NFL. Absolutely. Moving on from Williams, Alvin Kamara, running back out of Tennessee, round three, pick three. Okay. Let me just stop for a minute. I know. Okay. <laughs> so you can say that the Saints have been a little busy in getting running backs this offseason. Right. Right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Alvin comes into a very nice situation for himself. I mean, think about it. You have Adrian Peterson, who is almost done with his NFL career, and Mark Ingram ahead of well, tomorrow. Hold on a second. Sure, go ahead. Peterson's come out and said he wants to play another mm-hmm. four and five years. I know, that's true, but we'll see. <laughs> If he plays another three years like he did last year, he ain't going to be in the NFL very long. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Peterson will get the nod of being the number one guy and play his smash-mouth running style. Ingram will come in for uh, rotation, you know, to help Peterson out and maybe some, some passing plays. Um, and Kamara will get a handful of touches per game, but then be on passing downs or passing plays since he is a dual-threat running back. Awesome, awesome comment about Kenny Vaccaro. I gotta, I gotta address this. Vaccaro makes plays when he's on the field, though. Yes, that's true. But if you're off the field for injuries, you can't make plays. That's the point. Love you, awesome, awesome. Moving on. In 2015, when Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara, running back for Tennessee, went to Tennessee, he had a productive year, rushing 107 times for 698 yards and seven touchdowns, while also catching 34 passes for 291 yards and a touchdown. Now. Fast forward to 2016, last year. His production went up. He had 103 rushes for 596 yards and nine touchdowns. Does he get, did he get as many yards? No, but he didn't rush as much, and he brought the average per, year, uh, per rush, uh, and he had a couple more touchdowns, right. while also catching 40 passes for 392 yards and four receiving touchdowns. So he did go up in the passing game as well. So Kamara is productive. That's true, but something else that he – is that it, it, he gets to learn from Adrian Peterson. I, that's what I'm trying to get at here, which is a big deal and should not be taken lightly. Right. Peterson should have had some great veteran leadership, and, I mean, it will, it will help Kamara um, eventually, hopefully, for the Saints anyways, own the Saints backfield, right. you know, a few years down the road. Right. I just um, – I mean, I really, like this pick to me is a future pick. Yeah. Because – Peterson's going to be the now. Yep. Ingram could be the in between. In between. Yep. And Kamara's going to be the future. 
See, and another thing is, is um, we're talking Peter, and we're talking about you know Peterson and Breeze. They're on a win now mode. The Saints are because they've got Breeze and Peterson together. Um, they've only got a few years left at max, in my opinion. Um, again, you, they want to win this championship, and if they're going to do that, they had to bolster the defense. They're doing it that so far, um, and but they're also drafted for the future, which is smart as well. Moving on, lies Mike Tomlin doesn't play on the field that stopped a kick return touchdown once. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into that yeah. Ravens game. Wow. <laughs> the the only other thing I would like to bring up, I did bring up stats sure. for Vicaro. Sure. Uh, he, his first year, he had eight pass deflections, one interception, uh, and from there it's been five. In two years, he got two interceptions. If you want to say playmaking, that's kind of subpar. It's all right. It's not going to wow you as a safety. He's even. not Ed Reed. Right. But, again, it's, he's, not he's the best they got right now. Either. Right there. So. I, no, there's no bias here. I'm not going to bring him up. Well, I'm just saying there's an extreme strong bias. safety. You're either going to be yeah, hard-hitting or, or playmaker. playmaker. And yeah. he's kind of neither. Yeah, he's kind of he kind of in the in between there. Kind of in the, you know, the – Anyways, he could probably be a free safety down the road. But, all right, moving on. Yes. Next pick, Alex Anzalone, excuse me, linebacker out of Florida, round three, pick 12. Um, this pick, I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's okay. Um, we're going to discuss. First few things that come up with this kid is his size, athleticism, by him being able to drop back into coverage while also being able to rush the quarterback and stop the run. And the third thing that comes to mind with uh, with him is durability issues. So first thing, he has nice size, standing at 6'3", 240. But with that, he has good speed, too, running a 4.63 in the 40. That's not bad for speed for a linebacker. Not at all. Especially for a 240 linebacker. Right, that's that's a train running at you. Yeah, good, work, good footwork uh, and his shuttle drills. I didn't grab all those numbers because that would have been another free stats that people wouldn't want to hear about. Right. Um, and the Saints are going to love that. But something the Saints aren't going to love, his injuries. Alex has had an injury plague history going back to his freshman year in college. He has had a shoulder issue and was not very productive. Productive, wow. His sophomore year, he was a reserve and played in 12 games. So there wasn't a whole lot of action for him. Right. Um, his junior year, the year he got the nod to start, but had to be redshirted due to the shoulder again, which he injured in the second game of the season. For 2016 season, last year, he was able to collect 53 tackles, four for a loss, and three sacks. But yet again, he was benched from a broken left arm. Bottom line is that with his athleticism and size, he could have been drafted higher. But with him being riddled with injuries and having no forced fumbles and no interceptions, it hindered his draft stock. That's that, that's a big deal um, for teams to be and scouts to be looking at. And it will be intriguing to see if Alex can indeed put up better stats and stay healthy for the Saints. They were when I was looking at um, the the projected rounds for Alex, they were saying rounds two to three. So the Saints got him in the th- third. Yeah, better um, value that way. Yeah. Definitely a better value. But, again, I'm not a fan, especially when we talk about the next pick that, they, that the Saints did. Gotcha. Okay. But, so, yeah. Did you have any issues with his coverage, I guess, like no, he can co- No, he can cover good. He, that's what I'm saying. His athleticism is good. He can cover and he can, you know, 
get the the running back and get the quarterback, that's fine. But when you but when you are injured all the time, every year except for the year he was um, a reserve player in a sophomore year, when you're hurt every year, you can't play. That's the whole point of point of him. You know what I mean? He, if he can stay healthy though, he can be a big benefit for the Saints. He really could. The reason why I even bring it up, sure. looking at the depth chart, I don't really know their linebackers on the outside really. LRB. Darnell LRB, he used to play for the Ravens. Okay. But, I mean, and then it would be – There's a couple. few, but, I mean, just no one that stands out. Well, my point is, is because now we're – I look at his size, yeah, and I think three, four yeah. outside linebackers. Right. But, I mean, that's not what they run. They run a base 4-3. This next guy that we're going to talk about is – more of a defensive end. I mean, he's listed as a linebacker, but he. But they have him as yeah, in here. The de- yeah, defensive end. Yeah. So let's talk about him. Okay. Trey Hendrickson, outside linebacker, Florida Atlantic, round three, pick Small 39. School. Yep. Small school guy. Comp, uh, comp Wait a pick. second. Didn't a certain coach go there? Lane Kiffin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean coordinator, not he wasn't a coach. He's a coach now. <laughs> he's a coach now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, speaking of good size linebackers, the Saints didn't stop at drafting. And a Zaloni in the third. They also decided to draft Hendrickson in the third, as well as standing, um, or as well. He's standing at 6'4", 266 pounds. No, I see why pounds. he's an end. <laughs> he's even heavier. Which now uh, that I mention it, um, that three third-round picks, two of which were linebackers, listed as linebackers, I do believe the Saints noticed they uh, needed some help on defense. Right. And they are addressing the issue. Okay, let's, get, let's, let's start in 2015. Trey tied second in the FBS for 13 and a half sacks, amounts his uh, among his 15 tackles for loss and five forced fumbles, which was good enough to earn him first team All Conference awards. In 2016, he had yet another productive season with 51 tackles, 15 for a loss, nine and a half sacks. Something else is that he tied the FBS last year for block kicks, four of them, four block kicks. One blocked yeah. punt, one blocked extra point, two blocked field goal attempts, all yeah. of which earned him all CUSA again. That's good. That's very good. <laughs> With Trey's size and and stats at getting the quarterback and tackles for loss, I would not be surprised if the Saints decided to put him on the D line, which I just said. Yeah. But I think he's going to get started pretty soon. So here's – the issue with the blocking now, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, they're trying to eliminate the pat, the rush on the field goal attempts. Mm-hmm. I think they passed something where they can't start jumping or something over the line. Yes, yeah, yeah, you did. You can't jump over the O-line. But, um, again, with him being able to jump up, swat the ball, have, yeah. whatever you got to do to block that ball, imagine a quarterback trying to throw over him now. Right. You know, he's 6'4", 266 pounds. He's a big man. Big man. Big man. Um, yeah, it's not like what I was saying. Could you say he'll block out Alex for a job? Um, I think he's going D-line, not linebacker. But, again, right. now Alex may not have to do much if that guy's on the on their line, though. He, he might be tearing him up. Just got to be in coverage, basically. Yeah, which, again, for a guy that could be in co- is good in coverage with no interceptions, no forced fumbles, uh, Alex uh, and Zaloni, I mean, I, I to me, I just – I wouldn't – I'm not a big fan – I hate saying that because I like a lot of football players and I'm just not a big fan yet. Get healthy, kid. I like it. Moving on from Hendrickson. God, I love that pick, Hendrickson. Moving on. Aquaden 
Muhammad. I probably butchered that, but we're going to roll with it. Defensive end out of Miami, round six, pick 12. Yeah, pretty close. So talk about having issues and not reaching potential. Muhammad was suspended in the 2014 season for an altercation with another former student after the team's spring game. Really? Kidding me? Then his last year, the 2016 season, he was dismissed from Miami as the NCAA was investigating him along with teammate uh, Jermaine Grace for receiving benefits from a luxury car rental company. Really? He has shown some promise as an athlete. In 2015, he was able to grab 54 tackles, then lead the Hurricanes with eight and a half tackles for loss and five sacks. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Muhammad had attempted to transfer to Hampton in the fall of 2016, but that fell through. So he decided to try to make a career in the NFL. This pick is lower risk, high reward, and it could pay off for the same. However, Muhammad, what the heck, man? Come on. Well, looking at it, I'm guessing the benefits was, oh, here's a free car to drive around type deal or something. Probably. It probably had some, some something similar around with the Ohio State Buckeyes back in a few years ago, right? right? Somewhere around there. And the kid, you know, you know how, how it is in college campuses, especially Ohio State, mm-hmm. the Miami, the U Miami, not the Red Hawks. Um, big schools like that, they get treated like superstars around there. And, again, when you start getting treated that way, you start believing it, you start doing some stupid stuff. Right. And, you know, enter Muhammad here, and he's, he's done some stupid stuff. Right. And, again, that's why he's in the sixth round now. Yeah. And probably would have been even lower. Yeah, I mean, he could have been, he probably could have been a lot higher if he'd been able to play last year and been productive. You know, but we could have been we'll even never lower. know. Yeah. We'll never know. Moving on. Saints draft grade. I'm not going to tell you the grade yes yet. We're going to do a little little paragraph here, a little little recap of what what all happened. <laughs> Got to say something. Got to tease it a little bit. A little bit. The Saints 2017 draft class has potential to be one of the better ones, and honestly one of the better classes in this draft. Not only did they address positions that needed filled, but they also built for the future with a couple picks. I have li- I would have liked to have seen them adri- um, address their needs at wide receiver and quarterback, but their first six picks were in the first three rounds of the draft, and they could have fo- and they focused on defense more, which was smart. Um, I mean, when you have a top five offense in at least one category every year for the last few years. You're always doing something right, but in order to win the championships, you need a good defense, and they address those needs. Like I said before, the Saints are in a win-now mode. Breeze is not getting any younger, neither is Peterson, and their division in the NFC South isn't getting easier to play in. It's getting tougher, right. a lot it's tougher. getting harder and harder to play there. With, and the grade that I gave them, the reason why I gave them this grade, if they would have tried to, you know, they got the, they got the defense, but if they would have moved on from uh, Alex uh, Anzalone from Florida, they would have got rid of him and got either a quarterback or a wide receiver. This grade would have been a lot higher. I guarantee right. you that. Um, the grade that I've given the Saints is a B. I, I do like what they and did. I have to agree with that. It's okay. a solid B. I'm, we agree on this one. It's, it's a solid draft class. Uh, the the Anzalone, we're going to see. We're going to see if he's going to stay healthy. We're going to see if he's productive. Personally, should have went with a receiver or quarterback, in my opinion, though. If you guys don't agree with me, or if you do agree with me and just want to talk to the Bear and call – and Super Mike, yes. Sorry, Super Mike, didn't mean to it's forget okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> Please dial the number, 718-508-9883. Moving on, guys. Houston Texans draft recap. Oh, boy. I love talking about this. Okay. Deshaun Watson, quarterback, Clemson. All right. Round one, pick 12. 
Where do I start? Well, he, I, I just want to throw this in real quick. Sure. Probably my pick for rookie to start week one. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Watson is a two-time Heisman finalist. Right. In a sophomore year, Watson took the Tigers to the national championship. In doing so, he was able to accumulate four 104 yards. Excuse me, 4,104 yards in the season. Wow. Um, 35 passing touchdowns, 1,105 rushing touch, uh, yards, and 12 rushing touchdowns, while also winning the Davey O'Brien Award and Peyton Manning Award as the nation's top quarterback. And let me just say again, as a sophomore. As a sophomore, <laughs> yes. In 2016, Watson threw for 4,593 yards, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, though for a 67 completion percentage, not bad, then rushed for 629 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. And let's not forget, this time, he brought the national title victory to Clemson. And it was the Tigers' first national championship in more than 30 years. Now let's look at the Texans. Awesome Austin said it best in stating, and I'm going to quote Awesome. I I copied and pasted. I'm going to quote Austin. Bill O'Brien has guided this Houston Texan team to three straight 9-7 record seasons. The previous two years with that record has rewarded them with back-to-back division titles. Despite the fact a three-peat of 9-7 record, it is hard to do. It's even more impressive when you see the realization of Houston starting eight different quarterbacks during that span. How crazy is that? How does an organization produce three straight winning seasons with a combination of Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, T.J. Yates, Brandon Whedon, Brock Osweiler, and Tom Savage. At the most important position in the game of football, how do you do that? Well, let's see. Awesome Austin goes on to talk about the Texans defense carrying the team to the postseason, which I couldn't agree more with Austin. Couldn't agree more. You know what's even crazier about last year's? What's that? J.J. Watt not being, being on yeah, the, yeah, exactly, not being on the team during the playoffs and for a while, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, to me, not only is it a great defense, but something I didn't read, didn't see in Austin's article, it also shows how good of a quarterback coach Bill O'Brien is. You take all those quarterbacks and what do you have? Mediocrity. So not only am I impressed with the defense carrying the team, I'm also impressed with Bill O'Brien and what he has had to, to work with. So what does this mean for Watson? Well, first off, he's the best quarterback Bill O'Brien will have coached with for the Texans. And if he can take the Texans to the playoffs with, quarterback, with, with the quarterbacks he has had in the past, imagine what he could do with a highly touted quarterback prospect after a couple seasons under his belt. Right. And, again, they didn't even have all the pieces last year and they went 9-7. No, exactly. They've got all the pieces this year. They've added more. I, I'm, I mean, we're going to talk about a couple more players in this draft that I'm really excited for. The Texans, I'm loving it. I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think about bringing their draft grade up. Or will I? Or will you? Or we'll will I? see. Fuck to see here in a minute. But, again, Deshaun Watson, great pickup. They needed a quarterback. I think he's going to start week one as well. Look out, guys. Fantasy, first? fantasy watch. Fantasy watch. Oof. These next prospects. Me talking about them, they're not as long, but right. I mean, still important. I mean, in all honesty, what they really needed was a quarterback. They attacked it in the first round. 
Yes, and awesome, awesome is right. They lied when they said they did, wouldn't trade up for a quarterback, and they also lied saying they didn't need a quarterback. Tom Savage is average. Sorry, Tom Savage, I used you in Madden a couple times. You were really good on there, but that's Madden. It's a video game. In real life, you're just average. They got Deshaun Watson. They are in position to go for a good run here um, for the not only the AFC South title, but again, good playoff run. Again, right. this is another team. This is another team that that makes me think why the Chiefs won't make it to the playoffs is because of the Texans. Yep. Moving on. Yep. Texans recap, draft recap. Zach Cunningham, linebacker out of Vandy, Vanderbilt, for those of you, of you that don't know. Round two, pick 25. Yet another good-sized linebacker in this draft, standing at 6'3", 234 pounds. It's a nice size. Probably the best spot any of the linebackers could have landed. In all honesty, yeah. the Texans run a 3-4 defense, three D linemen, a four linebackers, for those of you that don't know what a 3-4 defense is. They have, most notably, J.J. Watt and Jadavion Clowney on the D-line. And then you look at their linebackers, they have Whitney Merciless and Brian Cushing. Zach is going to be learning from a lot of talented defensive players and should help contribute right away. He's, he's getting a lot of good leadership there. Oh, yeah. A ton. A lot of great talent, a lot of great work. Absolutely. He will, he, yeah. He'll learn a lot. I'm excited for this kid. Zach is uh, – excuse me. Yes, Zach Cunningham. His stats show he's able to rush and get after the ball. Looking at 256 total tackles, 36 for a loss, six sacks, and six force fumble for his career at Vandy. That production, alongside of learning from great defensive talent, not only bodes well for Cunningham, but it bodes well for the Texans. Right, and right now on this unofficial depth chart, he's listed behind Brennan Scarlett. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to change. That's going to change. I, can, I have a feeling that's going to yeah. change. Uh, again, those there's two picks right there, and I'm already, you know, pretty excited about this draft recap. Next pick, Deonta Foreman, running back, Texas, round three, pick 25. Listed at six foot, two hundred and thirty-three pounds. Pretty good size uh, running back. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's your kind of running back, isn't it? The big bruiser. So Usually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is coming into a good situation, and no, I'm not just talking about the fact that so far his entire football career will be played in the state of Texas. He gets to be a nice compliment to Lamar Miller, and should Miller go down with an injury. They'll be good. They'll be good. To, he'll be a good fill-in for running back. Texas will be fine, I believe. He has the production from college to prove that he can be the lead running back one day. In other words, if Lamar Miller wants too much money and they can't work something out with him, they can yeah. move on to Foreman. Right, and not only that, as you're going to go in the stats, yeah, uh, he revitalized a Texas program. A dying Texas program. Yeah. Longhorns are dying there. <laughs> Tell Lila, Uncle Teddy says hi. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, guys, for those of you that, you know, have family and have little nieces and nephews, when they tell you hi and they love you, you tell them hi and you love them back no matter exactly. what. Moving on. Foreman. As a junior, Foreman led the FBS with 184.4 rushing yards per game. Very nice. Oh, I mean, yeah. would you go with that? Would you go with I, that? I would love to have that every game. <laughs> Foreman also had 323 rushing attempts for how much? 2,028 yards, averaging 6.3 yards per carry Love and 15 touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
could they be calling him for you know Dante Foreman 2K? Maybe. Hmm. We'll have to see. DF2K, something like that. None of them, you never know. <laughs> I like his running style, though he doesn't always use it. Probably why he's in the round three. He's a LeGarrette Blount or Marshawn Lynch style runner. And to give you an idea, Marshawn Lynch is 5'11", 215 pounds, and Blount is six foot, 250 pounds. He's almost Blount size. And he's, he's and he doesn't in the middle of all yeah yeah he he's in the middle but he doesn't use that bit hard big style running all the time which I don't like I think he needs to own that bruiser style running I really do he, right but when I look at the comparison Lynch even though he's lighter that's why he's a little more elusive at times mm-hmm. and that's what Foreman tries to do he tries to be too elusive he needs to just go in and pound away man right you know, just look, own just it. own the Legarrette Blunt you're you're fine dude we want to see that style running we love that style running own that Foreman moving on. Julian Another big Davenport, offensive tackle out of Bucknell, round four, pick 24. And guess what? I believe this is your pre-combine pick for our offensive lineman. One of them. Or the, the one. The one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talk about size a lot, and everybody looks at it, whether the prospect's a big guy and that it bodes well or it's in his favor, I guess. Right. Or if a prospect is undersized, he may have a hard time in the NFL. Why do we talk about it? It matters to an extent. Doesn't matter all the time, <clears throat> Russell Wilson, but it does matter. Davenport is a big man, big man, standing at six seven, three hundred eighteen pounds. He started all forty four games at left tackle while at Bucknell, in which he earned all conference awards every year. Twenty thirteen, he won second team, while the twenty fourteen to twenty sixteen seasons, he won first team. So three years he won first team. Oh, yeah. He also was named for multiple first-team All-American teams for 2016. I didn't want to list them all. There was like four or five of them. Right. So, um, the Texans needed some O-line help, and with that report, they did just that. He's reliable, durable, productive, and one of the biggest things I see not being in his favor, and we talk about it with a lot of small school prospects, is that the level of competition they play at and making that jump to the level of playing in the NFL. And I'm sure that Watson will bring him over and maybe beef him <laughs> up a little bit. Something. Yeah. Something. Well, he's also going to be playing against arguably the top defense in the NFL. That, that'll probably man him up, too. Oh, bit. yeah. J.J. Watt will get him nice and comfortable. Moving on. Carlos Watkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. Round four, pick 36. Watkins joins 2016 Clemson teammate Deshaun Watson on the Houston Texans. Hmm. That's nice. Not to mention they both joined their – uh, 2015 fellow Tiger teammate, defensive tackle, D.J. Reader. Huh. huh. Maybe the Texans are, you know, a little trying to bring in some Clemson guys, you know. I mean, I will just say this. It's an unusual tactic to bring the defensive players from the same team. Usually you try to get a tight end or a receiver from your quarterback's team. No, just ask Chip, ask Chip Kelly. It works all the time. Just bring in your Oregon <laughs> players. Shout out to Awesome Awesome for that one. I like this pickup with uh, Carlos Watkins. It's not going to wow you. However, what it is is another serviceable defensive yes. player that will contribute to the Texans as a rotational player. Watkins led his team with 13.5 tackles for loss and 10.5 sacks and was named first-team All-ACC and second-team Associated Press All-American. One thing about Watkins is that he doesn't have one particular strength. He is good at multiple things but not exceptionally well at. He had a productive year at Clemson. Let's see if that transitions. Right. And right now he's listed as, as you said, their 2015 
teammate, DJ Reader, he's the backup right now. And I guarantee they'll probably be 40 and 40 and Rot- rotational. Yep. Yeah, Ro- rotating them in there. Get them young bucks in there. At least, at least stuff them up in the right in the front and middle. Let JJ Watt and Damian Clowney get after it. I mean, oh, at least yeah. that. Moving on. Scarier and scarier. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It doesn't stop there. Preston DeCoud, safety out of Oregon State, round five, pick twenty-five. If there is a spot the Texans need to work on their defense, it's their secondary. Now with their front seven, they don't need to have amazing DBs, but it would definitely help. In comes DeCoud. As an Oregon State Beaver, he accumulated 108 tackles, five and a half for a loss, one sack. In 2016, he had two interceptions and 10 pass breakups, and he was named honorable mention All-Pac-12. Something that helps the count is his size, 6'2", 206 pounds. With his 40-yard dash time being subpar at a 4.6, one can only imagine that he will be more likely a coverage guy than a man-to-man guy especially against a speedy wide receiver like, uh, well, let's just talk about the division rival wide receiver, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton would burn DeKalb. Yeah. Hate to say that. But he's still going to be serviceable. They do need some help. They lost Boy to the Jaguars. Yes. They've got Kareem Jackson. They've got, um, well, I just lost it. Jonathan Joseph. Yep. Um, Andre Hall right now is listed as the starting free safety. K.J. Dillon is the starting Safety. So their their defensive backs need some love, but again, when you they're they're serviceable defensive backs, and when you've got that front seven that you have now, um, you're probably going to do all right. right. You know, your defense is probably going to be pretty good. And right now they have them listed as a corner. I mean, really? Uh, yes, on this, anyways. Hmm. But again, when it comes to defensive backs, yeah, they're gonna or, they're gonna swap them in and out. I'm right. sure they will. And just like linebackers, they can swap them in and out. Mm-hmm. So. Moving on. Kyle Fuller, center out of Baylor, round seven, pick 25. Not going to lie, I like this. I love this pick, yeah. The Texans decide to go with yet another in-state kid. Fuller, standing at 6'5", 307 pounds, was the anchor of the Bears' offense that was the nation's most productive in the 2014-2015 season. In 2014, he was honorable mention all Big 12 award winner. In 2015, he won second-team all-conference, and last year he was a first-team all-Big 12. To me, this was a very solid pick, and at first will be for depth, but he's reliable and durable and may not be the starting center for the Texans. However, they may move him to another spot on the O-line, maybe guard. That might help. Guard would help. Even moving the current center to guard and moving him to center so that him and – Watson gets familiar it, and long term. Yes, love that. But still, a very solid pickup, especially for the seventh round. Very, very I mean, solid. It, it's solid. You cannot argue with that at all. Again, at the very minimum, it's depth. And again, when you get a guy like this in the seventh, smart decision drafting right there. Texans draft grade. I have it listed here in front of me. I may up it a little bit, and I think actually, I think I will. But. The Texans bolstered their defense in this draft. They also addressed their glaring need at quarterback position. No matter how many times Bill O'Brien said he was fine with Tom Savage, he wasn't, and they need their franchise guy. And for now, they did that with Watson. Not saying Watson is bad or anything. There will always be an unknown factor to every draft pick. No matter how sure you are of the pick, insert RG3 here. Right. They also made offensive line 
somewhat a priority. And they did draft a productive running back. That could be the future as well. These offensive players have a chance to really mesh together, what you were just talking about earlier. However, I would like I would have liked to have seen them address their need at DB earlier to help them block down their defense. If they would have gotten a guy, let's see here. Let's see. They got Watkins at in the round four. If they would have got a corner or a safety then, I may have been a little happier with it. Um, or even instead of Davenport, insert that DB there, then get Davenport at Watkins, where Watkins was. Right. Now, um, if he's still there. Later. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things you could have done. But all in all, these weren't bad pickups. They nope. they realized what they needed. They addressed it. Um, originally, I'm gonna say I'm gonna let you guys know this. Originally, I had this picked as a B. I think I'm gonna give it a B plus. I think I am gonna give them a B plus. Um, I think once again I'm gonna be more optimistic than you are with the oh, draft. Wow, pick. you're going higher. I think not quite an A. I'm thinking A minus just because. Yeah. Okay. I would give it an A if they did get more DB help. Yeah. Man, you're being very generous. Yeah, but I mean, apparently that... the bear is stingy here. <laughs> I'm an optimistic person. Awesome, Austin says Foreman, my favorite pick by them, solid player, and hopefully gives them another runner to compliment Lamar. Exactly. I mean, even if he takes over for Lamar, he becomes the number one guy. Again, still another great pickup. Right, especially with Blue not quite being Alpha Blue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Remember, guys, if you want to end on the conversation, talk about any of the texts yeah. on the draft grade. We haven't had anyone this show. Yeah, 718-508-9883. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Straight football talks call out. You know what? Copy link. Posting it in the comments so you guys can check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I want you guys to be able to check that out, believe, and so you guys believe me as well. Um, I'll also share the link on um Totally Driven's website with our, you know, our link on there and everything. No. Um, it needs to be shared. I'm calling out Doug for our Mike. So is Super Mike. Super Mike yep. wasn't happy with it either. So let's just be honest. Right. We're not it, happy. I tried to defend it, but it I didn't agree with it anyway, so it didn't really help. <laughs> it ain't working very well. Let me go ahead and get – I had this one pulled up on the other – right here. Yep. Okay, so let's go all the way down to the number one – uh, receiving tandems, either the, the number not, one. Yeah, so his number one, it's not just receivers, it's receivers, running backs, tight ends, right? Their entire lineup for their offense, really. Yep. I mean, it could if you got an offensive lineman, and he can catch the ball, they probably would have listened. So, their his number one was the New England Patriots. Guess what? They're my number one. See, Mike, you agree with the New England Patriots as the whole tandem. They're they're pretty good as a whole tandem, yes. Okay. Yeah. His number two. Yeah, I put him one, maybe not, maybe two, but who'd you have won them? We'll just keep okay. going. We'll go. Number two. Yes. He has listed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Yes, they got Deshaun Jackson. However, Deshaun Jackson is getting older and he's he's losing a little bit of a step of the right. speed. He's still fat. Don't get me wrong. No hate on Deshaun Jackson. Love the player. He's, I was very excited for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. But they're also he's also banking on O.J. Howard to pan out as a rookie. You do not do right. that. You don't do that. And, again, when, when I looked up the receiving stats, just to bring it up, when yeah. we were talking about this during the week, Jackson is a big time, like a big play player. Right. He's not going to be your Mike Evans and a few others where right. they get it all the time. Right. So how do you know it's going to work out? I, th- I think I think it's going to be good. I think it's going right. to. I, I, I agree. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still in my top five. I want to make, before I say that, I want to make sure. Yes, they are top five. Yeah, you have them at four. Yes, I I think 
Around five is probably closer to me. The so, team that I had picked for number two for my whole receiver tandem, yeah. the Green Bay Packers. How can you not have Green Bay at number two? This is a Steelers fan. Coming from a Steelers fan, there's no bias, no BS filter on here. You've got Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devonta Adams, now Martellus Bennett. You've got um, – Oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank already. Um, the running back. The Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery, who catches the ball. They're, the they're my number one. Yeah, I mean, come on. As much as I hate to say it, they're as my number Bears one. As a Bears fan, yeah. come on now. There's no way they're not high, They're lower than number two, one or two. There's no way. Yeah. His number three is the Oakland Raiders. Okay. Oakland Raiders are definitely in my top ten. Yep. Easily. But at number three, no way. I think they're a little high. Yeah. They've got Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, Seth Roberts, Cordell Patterson. Once you get out of Michael Crabtree, oh, yeah. I'm kind of eh. – Even from my talk, Seth Roberts with Diego's nobody. Yeah, Cordell yeah. Patterson's a good return guy. Right. Fast. And he just was never living up to the number two or number one guy. In, in Minnesota, exactly. Yeah. They've got Jared Cook at um, tight end. They now have Marshawn Lynch, which helps them. Yes. I do agree that, again, that keeps them in the top ten for sure. I mean, that just solidifies it. But at number three, I have listed. Really high. I have listed the Pittsburgh Steelers. No bias, no BS here. This is not me going a hey, terrible towel, swinging it around. No, 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 no. The Pittsburgh Steelers have Antonio Brown. Arguably, don't have the terrible towel to use the example. It's up, it's up here. <laughs> it's in the cave. <laughs> they have Antonio Brown, arguably the number one receiver in the NFL. Okay. Stats-wise, has been the number one receiver. No no beef against Amari Cooper Michael Crabtree. We have Antonio Brown. We have Eli Rogers, who was solid last year as the number two guy. Guess who's coming back? Martavis Bryant. Um, I wouldn't doubt if Martavis Bryant wasn't a baller again. Don't look those up. I, I, I should have this in my head. <laughs> I'm looking up the fifth team. Oh, got you. Okay, um, so we got Mar- Martavis Bryant, Eli Rogers. Then you've got... Um, Sammy Coates, once you get to Eli Rogers and Sammy Coates, they're way better than Seth Roberts and Cordell Patterson. Then you've got uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Am I missing any? I know no, this, this is 15. I brought Marcus Brian. Wheaton was there last year. He's not there anymore. He's at the Bears now. But yeah. Brian Stats in 2015 was 50 receptions, 765 yards, yeah. and six touchdowns. That's solid for even a, a rookie. Dude. A rookie. Yeah. yeah. And he's a 6'4 guy who's added 20 pounds of muscle. Let me tell you, the Steelers are top five easy. Okay? On the wonder, he's a Clemson dude. <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Number four for uh, Mr. Doug, a Bleacher Report. I want to make sure we get that out there, yep. too, Bleacher Report. I may even share this art, of, you know, this video with him and whatnot, see if I can get a hold of him. Anyways, his number four pick was the New York Football Giants. Okay. Let's, let's look at this. Oh, boy. They just um, let go of Victor Cruz. Mm-hmm. He's got that down. They don't have Victor Cruz on there. Yep. They've got Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard. All three of those are good receivers. Yes. All, I, like, I like all those. Problem I have with Brandon Marshall, he's getting old. He's going to have probably the best quarterback he's ever had. Yeah. Yes, he will. Yeah, because this one actually has super good. Yeah, he can actually win, the, win a game. Sorry, Jay Cutler. And don't, then, don't be sorry to Jake. And then he's, again, banking on another rookie tight end, right. Evan Ingram. I don't know what it is. Again, I know the rookies. I know Granted, they're good. Ty was 
Yeah, Will Ty was good. What's good last Solid. Year. Solid, yes. Yeah, and I forgot to mention Jesse James for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For a rookie, he was very good. Very good. And when, he's guess what? just going to get better. He was a rookie, and I was, I'm was i hating on these rookies right now, but this year we know what his production is. Big Ben likes him. He's like a new Heath Miller for us. Oh, yeah. So we don't know about Evan Ingram. We don't know about O.J. Howard. We assume they're, they're going to be, be really good. Just like how we – Assume Ezekiel Elliott was going to be decent, but then he exploded. Exactly. So uh, the New York Football Giants. I don't have you here at number four. Who I do have at number four is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, that that I have them higher than New York. Easy. There's no there's no question there. Number five. He has the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, Taylor Gabriel, Justin Hardy, Devin Fuller. All those are good. Um, their tight ends, good. I won't say great. He's good. I won't say good. I'd say decent, yeah. personally. Uh, Hooper and um, Tolo. Tolo. Yeah. yeah so. it's, but it's not like a few years back when they had Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, definitely not Tony Gonzalez. Yes. So, what did the Bear have for, what did the bear have for number five? He had the Atlanta Falcons at number five. I agree. Yes. I, I I think it's a good pick, yeah. a good spot for him. I really do. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mohamed Sanu proved to be a viable second guy. Taylor Gabriel proved that he could be a good slot guy. I, I liked it a lot. I want to keep going. Number six for him was the Green Bay Packers. We finally hit the Packers, which is just shocking. Yeah, I, the, I'm sorry, but it is. The, the Green Bay Packers have so many weapons on that offense. And it pains me to even say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, truth is truth. Yeah. You've also got Aaron Rodgers, which makes it a lot easier for you, too. Now, that example specifically, I brought up in saying, you know, maybe they've dropped him because of the injury histories. Well, this next pick defeats that argument. Yes. Number seven, the Los Angeles Chargers. So he puts number six for Green Bay, possibly because of injuries. But then you've got the L.A. Chargers who have Keenan Allen, who gets hurt every single year. And not to mention, they have Mike Williams, who's hurt right now. Right. Come on. They have Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates um, for their uh, tight end, which is good. They have Travis Benjamin for the slot guy. I like that as well. But, again, to have them right after the Packers is insulting to the Packers. Mm-hmm. It, really, I, it really is. I'm, I, could, I could see the Chargers being top ten. I can see that. But to have them right after the Packers is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Some of the teams in front of the Packers is just like. When healthy, when healthy, this offense, yeah, is phenomenal. Good good luck stopping it. But, again, they have to be healthy. Another thing. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's about the Steelers again, but it's because we're not there yet. Number eight for him. We're just going top ten. Number eight, Miami Dolphins. Okay. I like that one. That's, That's at least. I can say, yeah, that's decent. Okay, yeah. Jarvis Landry, Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, good receivers. They acquired Julius Thomas from the Jaguars. Hopefully he gets back on track and becomes a, another good tight end again. And Fasano wasn't terrible. Yeah, he's, okay. he's, he's old, but he's, you know, still solid. Um, they've also got running back um, Jay Ajayi, yep. um, who just balled out last year. Right. So, again, I can believe that this offense is a good receiving tandem. I like it. Okay. No, no quarrels there with the Dolphins. Now he has the Pittsburgh Steelers at number nine. This is why I don't like this. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. So here we have, here's the here's the receiving roster we have right now for this for the Steelers. Antonio Brown, 
Eli Rogers. I'm not going to mention that next guy. Darius Hayward Bay, Juju Smith-Schuster from the draft, Sammy Coates, Martavis Bryant. And we just acquired Justice, uh, Justin Hunter. Another big – he was from Oklahoma State, wasn't he? Justin Am I Hunter? thinking of the same person? Or Justin no? Hunter? Yeah. We didn't acquire him in the draft. He w- used to be a Titan, went to the Bills. Yeah, but I meant long, long ago. He was an Oklahoma State kid. Okay. That Tennessee drafted, I thought. Yeah, he dra- Yeah, he was drafted by Tennessee. Anyways. No, he of- was from Tennessee. Okay. Continue. Continue. Um Sorry, I'll track. Yeah, track. I got oh, so mo- so most uh, most of these receivers are like six two, six between six two to six four. Oh yeah, and except for Eli Rogers and Antonio Brown. If this was a basketball team, you'd have a very tall basketball team for sure. Tight ends are Jesse James and Xavier Grimble. Um, Davis Johnson's our fullback, but um, we did have Ladarius Green, but he couldn't get healthy enough when right. he played. He Big Ben loved him, right? But he couldn't stay healthy, and James he, balled out. The reason why I do not like this with the with the Steelers, he says running back Le'Veon Bell was the team's second most productive receiver last season, which would indicate that the rest of the receiver group needs to step up, back up. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell was the second most productive receiver last year because of how good and prolific Le'Veon Bell is. Everybody says that he's a dual threat running back. Not only that, Big Ben loves to throw to Le'Veon Bell. He's usually the guy that's wide open, does a few yards out, and then makes the biggest play in open space. And, again, like I told you during the week, the argument is invalid because in a passing offense, the running back is the check down. Yeah. So, oh, no one's open downfield. Check down to the running back. Yeah, I, I just – when he says this, it just makes no sense. And sometimes the play is designed to pass out to the running back. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just – I don't get that at all. Um, yeah. Doug, I'm I'm hating this actually. Uh, number ten, I can agree with this one as well. Maybe have them a little higher than what he has them, but they're definitely top ten. Yep. The Dallas Cowboys. Um, Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, um, Bryce Butler was more in there more than Schweitzer was. Um, then you got Jason Witten as your tight end guy, um, running back Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, he ran more than he caught, but you know, again, he's still he's a good viable option. Love that one. Um, one thing that I would change for sure. Is um, come back the Eagles. They're at number seventeen. I was just about to ask that since you know with totally driven radio, it's based on the Philadelphia. Yeah. So how can you put them at seventeen? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Jordan Matthews is decent. Um, Aguilar was okay. Right. They just got Alshon Jeffrey. They just got Torrey Smith. They've got Zach Ertz as their tight end. Brent Selleck as well, who's at least viable. They've got Ryan Matthews. They now have LeGarrette Blount. It's, again, I feel like it's being inconsistent because I can see it being 17 if you're going to consider injuries. Injuries, yeah, exactly. But you can't be like – And to see how Jeffrey and Torrey Smith does. Right. Yeah. But you can't be like, oh, I'm going to consider it on this one and not consider it on, like, the Chargers again. Yeah. Because Keenan Allen never barely plays. And honestly – for him to put the Giants up so high and to keep the Eagles so low, it seems like a bias to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm having a bias alert here. Right. I'm not, I just I don't like it. I am surprised to see the Giants go so high on his list. I really am. Again, this is a list of his opinion. Right. But I think he needs to reevaluate what he's looking at here. Um, I just don't think he followed the same criteria throughout the list. No. And if he did, he got screwed up along the way and just was like, oh, well, you know, here – here we go. The Chargers at number seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Packers. That'll work. No. 
No. Packers are number two. Sorry, man. Packers well, are number two. Like you, like we said about the Packers, they have like three guys: Nelson, Cobb, Adams. Right mm-hmm. there, they could all get. I think they all almost did get a thousand. And they would start for every other team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You could bank on that one. Bank on it, moment. MNT bank on it, moment. Right there. Bank on it. It's just again pains the talk them up so much, but I mean, fact is fact. Once yeah. again, you can't. So Cobb had a mediocre year. Yeah, but he was hurt too, I believe. Right, but Adams was three yards short of a thousand. Nelson over, over. But if Cobb wasn't hurt, I'm sure he would have had it. Yeah, and Montgomery was a great surprise doing both. Yeah, and then they had Rich Rod at tight end. They still have Rich Rod now. They have Martellus Bennett. Yeah, this offense is scary. Yeah. I it once again pains me to bank on them so much, but you know what? I'm I, tired of talking about this. Green Bay Packers are number one. New England Patriots are my number two now. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I just can't do it. You know why? And it's the same reason why we're going to talk about here in a second. The just wide receiver tandems alone. Um, look at the New England Patriots on their offense. Who's top five in their position? What what, what positions on the New England Patriots offense? Has top five. The tight end, Rob Gronkowski, quarterback, and Tom Brady. That's um, all you're going to say. Blunt was. No, he don't count. He's not on there anymore. He's with the Eagles. Uh, and receptions was Julian Edelman. Okay, so he got receptions. So yes. you're telling me Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, the, maybe Brandon Cooks, maybe Brandon Cooks, right? He, what was he top on? Receiving yards, I think. So, the touchdowns was one of the two. Anyways, but so you're tell me they couldn't use a Green Bay Packer wide receiver? Any of any of those three? Any of them, all right. Come on now. They've got Martellus Bennett, who's going to be a, probably a top five tight end with Aaron Rodgers. They've got a good running back with Ty Montgomery. They've got Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay Packers. All the way for number one right. so far. No Cooks. injuries or anything. Cooks was tied for ninth in touchdowns. Okay. But, I mean, that's with a different quarterback. You don't know how he's going to mesh well with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's gotten weapons before. And I keep seeing Antonio Brown name in the top five every single time I look over there. Yep. There it is again. Okay. So, I mean. Come on, man. Yeah. Brandon Cooks for receiving yards was seventh. I mean. It depends on how Tom Brady and him mesh. Will he be a Randy Moss or will he be another failed experiment? Sorry, I'm just going to move you out of the way there, Super Mike. Now, moving on from our rant. Yes. That was – was getting to that. Yes. Oh, man. And I'm sure we could go another half hour. Oh, I could just pull my hair out. All right. Fun facts. Buffalo Bills corner Sharice Wright took an Uber from Chicago to Buffalo in order to make it to the Bills facility on time for voluntary practice. His long ride cost $632.08 plus $300 tip, totaling in $932.08. Wow. It's an expensive Uber. Yeah. The Uber driver thought he wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, not Buffalo, New York at first. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. AP said he wants to play another – or play until he's 37 or 38 years old. Well, we'll see. Nice Same yeah. we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. Just like Tom Brady. Play do you suck. Richard Sherman promised to pay for a high schooler's uh, college scholarship if she made the honor roll. 
Well, needless to say, she did her part in getting the reward, and Richard Sherman fulfilled his yes, end of the I bargain last week. Good job, Richard Sherman. Way to go, man. Anything to say about that? Like I said, I read that the other week. That's a, another great act of kindness. Yep. Redskins running back Matt Jones is holding out, wanting to be traded or released by team because he's not a part of their future plans. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I don't blame him, but at the same time, he, he had one year. That's true. So, But he wants to play. Yeah. I would want to play, too. The New England, New England Patriots received their Super Bowl rings on Friday night. I love and this And I just part. read this, too, yeah. yeah. The Patriots also put 283 diamonds on the ring. Hack yeah. slash savage. It's hashtag. Hash slash <laughs> savage. Gotta be hip. I know. I'm, I'm not very hip. That is pretty funny, though. 283 diamonds. I know. Falcons, sorry, man. Sorry, boys. Des Bryant is trying to recruit Darrell Reeves to Dallas. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Um, this is this is also some old news, but go ahead. Sad news. Mike and Mike of ESPN have broken up. Allegedly, they have been in a poisonous relationship for some time now, and the two just could not work together anymore. Golic will remain with the Golic. show. Golic will remain with the show, and have a new co-host and Trey Wingo. Greenberg will host a new morning show. So, on those lines. The reason why it's been poisonous is because for two years now they've been saying that yeah. Greenberg was going to get his own morning show. Yeah. So they've been very professional on the radio and then on the show. Just outside of it, they just refuse to talk to each other. Wow. Christian Hackenberg hit reporters with two accidental passes in practice this past week. Oops. <laughs> wow. There's your there's your future quarterback. Current free agent running back D'Angelo Williams is going to be a part of the pro wrestling slam anniversary. Yeah. yeah, he'll be teaming up with fellow NFL player Quinn Ojinaka. Go with that. Yep. Funny. That'd, that'd be cool to see. I would like to see that. He should wear that that the fang mouth guard that they have now. That'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are holding a retirement ceremony for Michael Vick and Roddy White on Monday. Why not? Yeah. J.J. Watt ranked number 35 on the NFL Top 100. He was upset and thought this list was a joke. I played three games last year, he said, and as he mocked the list, according to NFL Network, he later went on to say he wanted to give his spot to Jordan Howard instead because he actually deserved to be on the list rather than Watt. Not sure what was true or not. I couldn't find another source to verify. Gotcha. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Jim Ursay is targeting Laurel Lombardi's during the Andrew Luck era. Well, Keep drafting and keep getting the free agents that you're doing and go for well, what might happen. I mean, they just need to get over this dry spell right now. Yeah. Eagles wide receiver Nelson Aguilar is charting his own drops at charting his own drops at practice to try and better himself. Wow. Keeping track, yeah. That's wow. that's huge. Steelers kicker Chris Boswell got kicked out of the Pittsburgh Penguins game the other night for banging on the cl- glass too hard. Huh. Wow, the kicker did something. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh, man. Marshall Lynch came out to say he decided to unretire when he heard the news of the Raiders move from Oakland to Las Vegas. He wanted to give the fans hope and something to cheer for during the remaining time in the black hole. Okay. Bob Stoops, Bob Stoops has declared his retirement. The longtime Oklahoma Sooners head coach Big news this will week. call it a career and will not coach this upcoming season. Big, big, yep. Only problem I have with that, that's college football. Moving yep. on. Rex Ryan, Rex and Rob Ryan 
were involved in a scuffle at a bar in Nashville, Tennessee, over margaritas or something like that, wasn't it? Or they had margaritas in their hand. I heard something about margaritas. But I, I would love to watch both of them fight. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> No, you wouldn't have, Super Mike. We don't condone fighting. We do not condone fighting, yes. Calvin Johnson repaid a million dollars uh, back from his signing bonus to the Lions due to his retiring. Wow. They still treat him like crap. They really he did do. all that for me. Treat, treat him like crap. Cardinals wide receiver John Brown tweaked his ankle. Hamstring. His hamstring, excuse me, again. It's, it's again. a very, very tender muscle. Seattle Seahawks offensive lineman George Font. Use his mom's cooking skills to help him get up to 320 pounds. Nothing wrong with good old-fashioned mom cooking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, we just lost all that. Can I go back up here? Uh, Yes. The New York Jets and San Francisco 49ers are the worst odds of being the Super Bowl matchup. Yep, that's what I was going to bring up. (laughs) An NFL executive said the Jets have the worst roster he's seen in a decade. Um, I know on the flip side of the one previously, it was supposed to be the Patriots versus Cowboys is the best odds this coming year. Wow. The Jets went from not being able to spend, spell their name right to potentially going 0-16 out. Yeah, I have the Jets right now as the number one pick for next year's draft. And you know what's crazy about that? What? No one is talking about the Browns being terrible. Yeah. They're no, going to be not. decent this year. Yeah, we've been saying that before everybody else has. Moving on. Fort Wayne native and former Bills wide receiver James Hardy found dead in Maumee River earlier this week. Rest in peace, James. Yes, that was very tragic, very sad. Former Batman actor Adam West also passed away. Rest in peace, Adam. This is not football, awesome Austin. Derek Carr is rumored to get the biggest contract in quarterback history at $25 million a year. Well, I mean, he is good. He's good, but I don't know about $25 million a year. We'll see. We'll see. The Texans have started eight different quarterbacks the past three seasons. If Deshaun Watson starts at any point this season, he'll make nine in four seasons. The Texans have gone nine and seven this last season, last three seasons. Yes, they have. The Saints have gone seven and nine four times out of the last five seasons. Yes, wow. Yeah. Fantasy four, number one A. Who will lead the Saints in these receiving categories? Oh, is it with the A's and B's. So we can have more questions. Let's see. Um, Leave the Saints. I'm going to say probably Mike, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas. Yards per reception, Mike Thomas. Drops. Drops. Um, Ted Ginn. I'll go with that, too. Just because I don't. Texans in these categories. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to um, go with Fuller for yards per reception, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Fuller was going to be mine on that one, too. Um, drops. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to find the name. Right no, now. you're fine. I'm thinking. Um, I'm going to go. they got Braxton Miller. They've got C.J. Fedor with the tight end. They've got Lamar Miller running back. Um, let's see. So receptions, I'm going to say, yeah, Hopkins is going to take the cake there. Receiving yards, probably Hopkins. Receiving touchdowns, probably Hopkins. Um, yards per reception, again, I like the Wolf Fuller one. Right. Um, drops, I'm going to say probably either Fuller or um, Braxton Miller. I'm going to go with C.J. Fedor. Tight end, okay. Number two, who, uh, who will have more? Lamar Miller total yards or DeAndre Hopkins receiving yards? Ooh, good question. I'm going to go with Lamar Miller. 
I'm going to go with Hopkins because I think Miller will lose some of his touches. You think so? Mm-hmm. AP rushing touchdowns or Mark Ingram total touchdowns? Uh, AP. AP. Texans wins or Saints wins? Oh, good one. I'm going to go Texans wins. Um, ooh, I don't know. It's going to be either way. It's tough because they both have tough divisions now. And they're both been around 8-8 eight and eight is what's even crazier. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll bite on the Texans. Will Fuller receiving yards or Braxton Miller receiving yards? Will Fuller. Will Fuller. Alvin Kamara touches or Deontay Foreman touches? Um, I'm going to say Foreman. I'm going to go Foreman, too, because Kamara's technically the, the third, third guy. Yeah. Deshaun Watson passing yards or Lamar Miller? Oh, hold on. Well, oh, we're still guys. on the radio. Still, yeah, we still are on the radio. Trying to reconnect to Facebook Live. Sorry about the – sorry to you listeners out there. Um, right. Alvin um, Kamara touches or De- Deontay Foreman touches. We said Deontay Foreman. Right. Deshaun Watson passing yards or Lamar Miller rushing yards. I'm going to say Watson. Watson because, yeah. <laughs> um, Drew Brees interceptions or Deshaun Watson Ooh. touchdowns. I'm going to go with the touchdowns. Yeah, me too. Deshaun Watson touchdowns. I don't think Brees is going to throw a bunch of interceptions. He He's not quite a Jay Cutler or <laughs> Eli a few years back. Um, who would you rather have on your team fantasy? Okay, I love Ooh, I like this Kobe one. Kobe Fleener or C.J. Fedorowicz? C.J. Fedorowicz is my pick. Uh, I'm going to go Kobe Fleener. I'll, I mean, I'll both are that. solid picks. I, I, I do know that um, when they had Graham with the Saints, they, Drew Brees loved him. So, you know, if they can get Fuller or for, um, Fleener. Fleener like that, that would be awesome. And I could see them trying to use him a lot more. Uh, AP or Mark Ingram? Uh, AP. AP. Lamar Miller or the Saints running back he selected? Ooh. Um, Lamar Miller. I'm just going to stick with AP because I can't do it yet. Yeah. I can't. I had the AP last I'm just year. I'm going to go out there and do it, though. Well, I, had, <laughs> I remember I had AP last year. I ended up trading them after, like, the third game or the second game, went right around there before he got hurt real bad. And thank God I got rid of him because otherwise I'd be screwed. Right. Because I had Doug Martin, too, man. Wow. That had been awful. So, anyways, Mike Thomas or Willie Sneed? Uh, Mike Thomas. Thomas, yeah. Will Fuller or Saints wide receiver you selected? Uh, Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas again, yeah. Drew Brees or DeAndre Hopkins? Um, Drew Brees. I would rather go Hopkins just because I can always get a different quarterback. That's true. You can get a quarterback later. All right. I'll bite on the Hopkins. Who is getting drafted first in the PPR league from both of these teams, Saints and Texans? Mm. Saints will be – I'm going to go say Michael Thomas. Mm. And the Texans, I'm going to say it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Because I don't think the running backs will get – the reception. I think I think Adrian Peterson gets drafted first, though. He's going to slide okay. down because he was top 10 last year. He's going to slide down to probably like in the 20s yeah. for, for the year he had last year. Um, so AP for the Saints. And for the Texans, um, probably Hopkins. I'd probably say Hopkins is fair. Fast five. Quarterbacks usually tend to win offensive awards, even if the other contender deserves it more. Cough, cough, Dak over Zeke. Cough, joke, cough. Uh, I agree with that 100%. Zeke I, I like, been the guy. I like that he wrote the coughs and the joke and the coughs. Yeah. <laughs> Assuming he starts, is Deshaun Watson the early favorite for the offensive rookie of the year? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it. I think he's going to start day one, and that just puts him in the driver's seat. Best, best position to win that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do the Saints or Texans have a better chance to win their division? Oof. Oof. It's um, a pick between the two. I'm going to say the Texans I'm have the best the Texans, chance yeah, out of those two teams. The better chance, yeah. The, the, 
Not saying they have a good chance, but they have a better chance. They have a good chance of being top two, but they can also be top three. So. And, and, with, and again, the Falcons, they're overpowered. Yeah. The, the Buccaneers are looking overpowered. The Carolina Panthers are looking really good, too. I, I just The Saints are, have a tougher road, I believe. Yeah. Um, the Saints defense has been, how do I say, a Swiss cheese for the last few years. Yes, they have. They've always been kind of a Swiss um, cheese. <laughs> who is going to make the biggest impact? Or the big easy defense. Uh, I'm going to say rookie Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I'm going to go a different route. I think the signings that linebacker that they have, they had like three, but I know Tail was one. I think just having a solid line presence will be, or their linemen, linebackers, linebackers will help out tremendously. I honestly, a leader on the defense. I honestly think Marshawn Lattimore is going to be going for the defensive rookie of the year. Um, Bank on it. <laughs> I don't know about bank on That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, will Deshaun Watson or Marshall Lattimore have a bigger impact on their team this year? Probably Watson. Watson. If he's because the starter, you're the, guy, yeah, you're, you're the guy with the keys. You're the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, will the Saints offense be better than the Texans defense? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say no. I think the Texans defense is going to be overwhelming. Yes. Bonus, who will be the number one player on the top 100 players? My guess is Tom Brady. I would probably have to agree with you on I that. I think it will be Tom Brady. I don't see why it wouldn't be Tom Brady leading a 28-3 comeback in the Super Bowl, doing what he does best. Defying age and yeah, time. I mean, it's yeah. it's got to be Tom Brady. Madden cover recipient. Are you at the bottom? I think there's more. Oh, you're at the bottom. I am at the bottom. Wow. It's straight football. Talk. I don't know. Yes. I love, the, I love how we get comments and stuff on there. Listen. So, recap. Yes, recap. We talked about NFL buzz that happened. Yes. We talked about New Orleans Saints draft recap. We talked about the Houston Texans draft recap. And we talked about Doug Farrar's article about yes. the best receiving cores. Yes. Um, we talked about the fast fun five. facts. Yes, the fun facts, fast five, fantasy stuff. Fantasy four, I think is what he called it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next week, NFL buzz again. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking always about, going to be talking about that buzz. Yes, NFL. There's always stuff going on NFL. We're going to be talking about the Arizona Cardinals draft recap. Yes. And we're going to be talking about the. Yes. I want you to guess this one. Oh, the teams. The team number fourteen in the draft. Who was it? See who was thirteen. The Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. I know this. Yes, you That's do. Worse. You really do know this, because guess what? It is the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll be having our good buddy Big D on the show. Oh, wearing some Philadelphia Eagles gear for the bet he made about winning. The right. So picks. As you want me to elaborate, the, I can elaborate for so I can talk more. <laughs> All right. Um. So during the draft, we had a bet going on: who got the most and who got the least. Yep. The most favorite team would be worn by the person who got the least right, right. during the draft. Right. Due to the point system made up by NFL.com. Yep. Uh, awesome. Austin pretty much ran away with it. Yep. And Dallas at the last second was the worst. worst. Yeah, you were you were staying down was, there pretty low for was, a while. I was down there for low for a while till yeah. the end when I got a lot more right. Yeah, I got a couple more right. Yeah. So with that, Big D, we cannot wait to see you in the Philadelphia Eagles here again, guys. If you, have it liked and shared our page. Like it, share it, watch the video because you will see Big D, who is a Packers fan and Philadelphia Eagles attire. And also 
just a shout out to his show. Yes, Bareback Fats, yep. which is um, on Friday nights, I believe five o'clock on Totally Driven Radio. So again, one of and put I out believe he first. also does a Facebook feed. Sometimes he does. Sometimes, yeah, okay. sometimes. But definitely check it out on Totally Driven Radio. Absolutely. Um, again, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Like and share the page. We love the sharing, uh, the support, right. and that you guys give us. Um, fantasy football is coming up soon. Here in about a month, a month it's and a crazy, half. Isn't yeah, it? so we're gonna be talking July more about fantasy football once it gets closer. Right. July is gonna be big with that. Yes, and uh, we won't be on the show. I believe it's July third. It's the Sunday right before July fourth. Right. Um, well, we'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk about it on the next show. I, I believe that's going to be the following weekend anyway. So um, thanks, guys. We appreciate you guys' love and support, and we will see you next time uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock in the morning. Thanks a lot. See, next – actually, it's like two weeks or three weeks. Next week's the 18th, then the 25th, and then the 2nd. Okay. So it is like three weeks, yeah.